It's definitely impactful because, you know, it could have been you. It could have been someone you know, someone you care about. And it could have been in that same situation if you were just born at a different time or a different place. Yeah, honestly, it's something I can't even wrap my head around most of the time when I hear about it. We forget about it. We're doomed to repeat it. And so that's why it's so important what we do. Gerda Wiseman Klein is quoted as saying she is a child survivor from the Holocaust. And she said, only later did I find out that my mother had gone out of the ghetto. I mentioned the ghetto and the children of the ghetto, sold a diamond and a pearl ring to get her an orange. Mm. That was the last birthday gift from her parents. During the Holocaust, children were especially vulnerable to Nazi persecution. Some were targeted on supposed racial grounds, such as Jewish youngsters. Others were targeted for biological reasons, such as parents with physical or mental disabilities, or because of their alleged resistance or political activities. As many as 1.5 million Jewish children were all murdered or died at the hands of Nazi officials. Hi, and welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. At least we forget the atrocities of the Holocaust, and specifically the children, as I mentioned, 1.5 million children, children killed when they arrived in killing centers, children killed immediately after birth or in institutions, children born in ghettos and camps who survived because prisoners hid them, children usually over the age of 12 who were used as forced laborers and as subjects of medical experiments. Children killed during reprisal operations. Oh my goodness. Where do you begin when you open up a show like that? Well, you begin with the hearts of people who are compassionate and passionate about this issue and don't want us to forget. And that's why we welcome Denise Turner, Zeke Turner, and Callie Ginter. And you're no strangers. Welcome back to Mid-South Viewpoint. You're just all grown up now. Denise is preserved. <laughs> she hasn't aged. You look just like you did when I met you. How many years ago now? Ten. It's been at least it's ten. It's been at least ten. Isn't that incredible? Thank you. Thanks for having us today. And these two young people are adults now. I mean, they're growing up, right? That's right. <laughs> Zeke, you were telling me you're finishing school and want to go off to voice acting. Yes, sir. I'll be graduating in this May. Callie, what's going on with you? I work full-time at Chick-fil-A. I'm a manager there. Oh, those chicken sandwiches. <laughs> with the pickle or without the pickle? Oh, I prefer without. Well, oh, you don't like the pickles. Oh, no. Everybody's to their own, right, Denise? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> trying to think, Zeke, how old were you first time you came in the studio? I was probably 12-ish. Yeah. At least. Wow. Maybe younger. Maybe younger. Well, we got together because you were sharing your burden for these Holocaust children, 1.5 million children. It began this project where a penny representing the lives of all the 1.5 million children were collected. And this thing kind of evolved. you want to take us back and just get us back on track where we began? Sure. Um, actually, in 2009, Horn Lake Middle School was studying the Holocaust, and they wanted to do something tangible to raise awareness of these children who had died in the Holocaust. Susan Powell was their teacher, and she came up with the idea of a penny for each child because pennies are often discarded. You find them on the road, and people don't even bother to pick them up. And that's sort of the way that they identified with that, that those children were just discarded as if their lives meant nothing. After that first year, they were getting a little discouraged because it, that it's an overwhelming amount of pennies they were not able to collect. 
and my students came to me. And let's stop there. When you say your students, we're talking about a group of homeschool students. Right. You call yourself Generation SC. That's correct. Now, what's the SC stand for? SC has a dual meaning. It stands for Seeking Christ, and it's a student council. Um, it's based on Psalm 24-6. This is the generation of those who seek him, even the God of Jacob. So they have a mission statement of loving, learning, and leading. Loving based on John 13, 35. They'll know you're my disciples by your love. Leading based on 1 Timothy 4, 12. Don't let anyone look down on you um, because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, life, love, faith, and purity. And learning based on 2 Timothy 2, 15, which is study to show yourself approved. A workman who's not ashamed, but correctly handles the word of God. So we do study the word of God together. And as they came to me and wanted something to get involved in, I said, I don't want something that's just trivial. And you guys know what Romans 11 says, that we're not to be arrogant, but we are to um, love the Jews. And so um, that became something that they said, wow, we would like to come alongside Horn Lake Middle School and help. So they did. They finished raising the 1.5 million pennies in 2012. At that point, um, it's like, what do you do with these pennies? <laughs> we have a, a lot of pennies, $15,000 worth of pennies sitting there. We did not want to just leave them. So that's where the wheels started turning and Susan Powell and Diane McNeil, who is now the president of the Unknown Child Foundation, developed this uh, organization um, so that we might have a place to house them for people to come and see and observe what happened. So it's going to be a memorial. And over these past 13 years, as we were with you I can't remember what year that was, Boy. 2015 or 16, maybe, when Rick so. Wynicke was here. Yes. Yeah. He built um, He's two. an artist. He's an artist from Israel, yeah. Israeli citizen, but um, he was born in Canada, actually, and you had his story yeah. here. But he built the statue for us. It's in um, actually in the DeSoto Museum in Hernando, where you can go and see that and see a small replica of what the vision is. Right. A very small replica, but it's a great place. Yes. Um, so... That's where we're going. We're still trying to get that. Um, we have the land, Hernando, Mississippi. It's actually Circle G Ranch, where Elvis owned. He and Priscilla honeymooned there, and his mom, Gladys, was Jewish. So it's kind of an interesting circle there. But uh, got to get that um, money raised so that we can start building. So right now, the 1.5 million pennies have been in storage. Right. And they're, they're, are they still there? They're still in storage. They're just still there. Lots of bricks. <laughs> that picture of the kids when we were there in 12, bringing bricks of pennies in. Yep. Well, let's talk to Callie and Zeke a second about your involvement now. So when you first got into your homeschool group was involved, were you already pretty excited about this project? What were your thoughts when you got involved? Yeah. So I knew about the project um, just because those who were older than me, the older students were already involved in it. So when I got involved in sixth grade, I was very excited about it. So I've been doing it for nine years now. Nine years? Yes. How about you, Zeke? Same time? I've been involved as long as I can remember because <laughs> your mom. when it first started, my mom and my older brother were right there and they were a big part of it. So I was helping collect pennies and sell city savers and all sorts of things before I was even a part of the group myself. Yeah. Before you could talk, right? <laughs> no, he just went along and looked no, cute and people no, said, sure. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about you guys are close to the age of this 1.5 million children, what does that do to you, Zeke, when you think about how a society became so violent against their own people, and, and especially children. 
It's definitely impactful because, you know, it could have been you. It could have been someone you know, someone you care about. It could have been in that same situation if you were just born at a different time or a different place. Yeah, honestly, it's something I can't even wrap my head around most of the time when I hear about it. We forget about it. We're doomed to repeat it. And so that's why it's so important what we do. Sipora and Dov Cohen were a young couple from Kovno. Sipora was already three months pregnant when the Germans occupied Lithuania in Operation Barbarossa. The couple tried to flee into the territories of USSR, but they didn't manage to do it, and they came back to Kovno. After a short while, they were imprisoned with the entire Kovno Jews in the Kovno ghetto. In January 18, 1942, approximately six months later, Sipora gave birth to a healthy baby girl and she named her Hinda after her mother. Dov and Sipora were working in the ghetto, starving like everybody else in the ghetto and suffering in the ghetto, but in the same time they were trying to raise their daughter and to give her as much as they could. In November 1943, they were sent to a work camp outside Kovno. During the day, the parents were sent to work while the children, the young children, were stayed in this work camp while the elderly people were keeping them safe. One day, the Germans took the workers outside the work camp from a different gate. The first thing they noticed was how quiet the camp was. It took them a few seconds to understand that there are no children. When they understand the children were taken, Dov immediately ran to his daughter's bed, to Hinda's bed, where he found nothing but a gloves that Sipora and this only shoe, which is the only remnant from their daughter, under the shock and under the trauma, he decided to inscribe on the other side of the shoe, the date, 1944, March 27. In 1947, Sipora gave birth to another child, and in 1960, they immigrated to Israel. Dov and Sipora swore that they will never forget Hinda their two-year-old child who were murdered in Auschwitz. They told their daughter that after they die, they want the shoe to be donated to Yad Vashem, to be saved forever, and to be a real symbolic tombstone to Hinda Cohen, their daughter. In this way, thinking about this shoe from this perspective, and when we are learning the story behind Hinda's shoe, we know and we understand why is it so important to teach and learn about the Holocaust from the personal perspective. Gerda Wiseman Klein is quoted as saying she is a child survivor from the Holocaust. And she said, only later did I find out that my mother had gone out of the ghetto. I mentioned the ghetto and the children of the ghetto, sold a diamond and a pearl ring to get her an orange. Mm. That was the last birthday gift from her parents. Can you imagine that? To get an orange so her daughter could survive. And that was the last gift that she ever remembers. It shakes you up. And these stories are just resonating. So we do need to remember. And that's why we should never forget banquet is so important coming up. Yom HaShoah, my Hebrew's uh, kind of rusty, <laughs> but Yom HaShoah is the Holocaust Memorial Day. That's what it says in Hebrew, and it's coming up on January 27th, and that's a special day for you guys, Denise. Yes, it is, because at sundown, 26th, we'll actually start Yom HaShoah, 
And that's why we chose that date to have the banquet. So the banquet is on the 26th. It is on the 26th okay. um, at 6 o'clock. And that's coming up on this month, January. That's this month, yes. So you've got a lot of things planned, and we want our friends to know about this and make plans to get tickets and to participate. You've got this great silent auction. Just give us some details. Well, we're excited to have Mr. Jack Cohen. He is a Holocaust survivor. He's a dear friend of ours, and he will be speaking and sharing his story. And we just feel like it's so important. I've told these students over the years, you don't know when the last Holocaust survivor will be gone to tell their story. So I just feel like it's a really important opportunity to hear him. We also have Roy Cash, which is Johnny Cash's nephew. He's going to be singing. He's going to do his song that he wrote for Johnny, uh, which is called I Still Miss Someone. But I also rewrote the words for him uh, to Jeremiah 31, and he's going to do both versions. So we're excited about that. And by the way, Captain Cash is a war hero, too. Yes, he is a war hero. Yeah, a Vietnam war hero, too. So he is. our salute to his service. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. We, we're excited to have him. And, um, you know, by the way, his daughter was Miss America, and his son has served um, in the White House as the naval chaplain. He's the head of, of that. So, well, And by the way, too, Kelly used to work here. Kelly did, yeah, yeah. Years ago. That was before the bots on the station, back okay. in the former radio days when I first started working for this station. Okay. Back 1982, probably 83, 4, somewhere around there. Kelly yeah. worked on the weekend. So. Right before Miss America. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right before Miss America. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're excited to have them. And then um, a great meal, great food provided by Capitol Grill and Frost Bakery and other great vendors that they have. Well, you're um, going all out. We're going all out. It's going to be good. <laughs> Four-course uh, meal, and then the silent auction is going to be amazing. One of our greatest things we're excited about is the Grizzlies have donated an autographed basketball by the entire wow. team. Nice. So that's a great item. Um, lots of good um, certificates around town, like Capitol Grill and Stony River and um, Central Barbecue, all kinds of places have just been so generous. And um, so it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time and hopefully raise a lot more money for the Unknown Child Foundation. Well, tickets are only $50. Checks to the Logos First Ministry. Yes, uh, sir. Go to the website to get tickets, and you go to Logos, L-O-G-O-S, first at org, and that's the Memphis Home Education Association. Go ahead, friends, and get those reservations as soon as you can. Go online and make that. Or if you need to make a check and mm-hmm. send it to... The check will be made out to Logos First Ministry. Okay, but mail to? They can actually just go straight to logosfirst.org. Okay. okay. That might be easier for them. Kelly was pointing that out. The first page of our website, it has an information box that you can fill out. It's going to come to me, <laughs> and I will get the tickets to you. So <laughs> um, we just uh, are not as sophisticated as other people, but we're doing it, and God is providing. So, And the venue is going to be where at, Denise? It's going to be at Pyramex Dining Hall. And yeah. where is that located? That's in Piperton, Tennessee. So that's over in Piperton. Great venue. It is. It's great. Yeah. We're very excited. Callie's shaking her head. Callie knows about it. Yes. Um, Okay, so if you guys talk to your friends about this project, I guess your friends have to know that you have a heart for this, right, Callie? Yes, a lot of people know that I am involved in this, and I do a lot of the graphic design work, Mm -hmm. um, especially for this banquet. So a lot of people know I do that and that I do a lot of the design work for this. Oh, nice. And what other activities have you had involved last few years uh, besides raising these pennies? Now that the pennies are raised, uh, Zeke, what have you been up to? 
Uh, you mean like fundraisers we've done? Yeah, fundraisers and other activities, other things you've been involved, maybe to sharing you know, your heart about this project to your friends. Yeah, we've done all sorts of different things. One of the biggest ones is selling city savers. We used to do a carnival or a festival every year. Uh, we'd do car washes, but we also would just do things that aren't for money. So we would go like rake leaves for some widows that we know and sorts of things like that and just different service projects. We try to do at least one a month. Yeah. Some might say the Holocaust, we need to remember, but that happened so long ago. You guys have been working, seems like tirelessly for all these years. Why so much effort? I mean, is it really worth it? I believe so. Some people would see this and think of it as a story, like it's some sort of fiction, but it's not. It's something that actually happened, and this could happen again if we don't actually live like it did and remind people that this is real and it could have been you. That's a good word, Zeke. What's your thoughts, Callie? No, I completely agree with him because we don't ever want to repeat anything like that, and a lot of people want to forget about it. Yeah. So the fact that we're calling this a never forget banquet means it's very important to us. And it's interesting, too, Denise, that this memorial that's being created and the grounds that you mentioned, the Circle G Ranch, is that right, Circle G Ranch, that the property has been made available, it's right here in our neck of the woods. I mean, you know, of all places, the event that happened so long ago, so far away, no society should forget this atrocity and what impact it can have, right? That's so true. Yeah. Again, friends, you need to get your tickets. That's the main thing for this event. Uh, They're only $50. And you've got this great silent auction with the Grizzly donated basketball signed by every one of the team. And, hey, listen, Grizzlies are doing quite well right now. So, (laughs) you know, you might be able to uh, double your money someday. (laughs) Who knows if they win the National Basketball Championship, right? right? Wouldn't that be awesome? But Jack Cohen, I'm trying to think. He hasn't been on our show before, has he? No, sir. Not that I know of. Knew we promoted another fundraiser that he had done. Yes, sir. We have um, actually had a great relationship with Jack for several years. Um, But if you might remember, um, our our guest speaker was Warren Kramer at Crystal Knot. Yes. And Warren passed away four days after the banquet. I did not. Just suddenly. Oh, my goodness. So we were just obviously very shocked to have that happen, but so thankful that he was with us for that banquet. The Lord preserved him through the banquet. And then another great and dear friend of ours, Holocaust survivor, is uh, Leonid Saharovich. And he um, also has passed away. And so his wife and son are going to be special guests for us that that night, the Never Forget Banquet. Yes. Well, you had mentioned the Holocaust survivors. I mean, there are not many left. You know, we had the privilege of having Nina Katz, who was well-known in our community, who has since passed, but uh, she just lived down the street from us. The Jewish Community Center is just Mm -hmm. across the street from our radio station, and there's uh, an apartment complex there that I don't know how many, uh, there was several at one time, Holocaust survivors that had been living there. Nina Katz was one of them. Yeah, she was very influential in the beginning of this project also. Was she really? Yes. I don't know if we ever talked about that or not, specifically. Yeah. Yeah, I know she had a powerful way of communicating. What a sweet, lovely lady communicating with the younger generation. She really connected with young people. Yes, she did. You know, which was really special. And that's what we want to do here is connect with the young people of this generation. You know, there's all kinds of horrible things that happen in society, you know. We don't want to get to a place that we start determining what race is quality life and what is not. We're already doing that, sadly enough, in the mother's womb. Yeah. And so many millions of children, innocent children, have been killed at the convenience of abortion. We've got to sober up. The simplicity 
of little things that we do in our daily life of showing respect for one another Amen. just by driving down the street. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. You soon learn how disrespectful people are. Or when you go out in public in a, you know, in a store, we as followers of Christ, we need to take time to be polite, yeah. give that kind word, speak kind words. The Bible talks about how important kind words are, and we need to do that for one another. And it can make a difference. People recognize that, don't they, Denise? Yes, they do. They really do. What is the total amount of money that's needed to be able to complete this project, to be, or do you have, do you have an idea? It's, it seems to keep skyrocketing. <laughs> well, one of the things, everything gets more expensive, That's right? Right, right. Uh, isn't there a, a diagram for? Yes. Let's talk about that a second. Absolutely. Um, Doug Thornton is an architect. Um, I think it's AERC, his company, and he has just had a vision from the Lord. Um, you can actually see the plan on the unknownchild.org website. Um, but it is amazing. There will be tracks around the statue because they were hauled off on train tracks. Didn't They were, t- they were not told what was going to happen to them. They were just like cattle um, hauled off. And so that his vision was to put that around there. Um, the pennies will not even be able to fill the walls. And it's going to be in the Star of David around their back and um, front, both sides, all the pennies that we've collected. So it's just going to be impactful to see that you can't even fill the walls. It's They're going to overflow. He has, the, the Star of David is broken, um, just kind of representing the brokenness of what happened to that people, to the Jews. And then um, there are walls that you can come there. They'll have, they actually have mirrors. So you begin to see, like we've talked about, it could have been you. You know, as yeah. as you see, it's just it's beautiful. You should see his plan, um, and we're just praying happens soon. You know, it's interesting when you we talked about this before we went on the microphone. How God has His timing for things. You know, we live in such an, an instant culture where we want it now, and but His timing's perfect. You know, it even says in Scripture, mm-hmm. in the fullness of time, He sent forth His Son. That's right. And so He has a perfect timing. Yes, He does. So even. With what's going on here, it seems like it takes forever. We've been in a <laughs> rebuilding project for a home ourselves. Sometimes it's patience. Sometimes right. there's people's lives that need to be impacted, or you know, or whatever, you know. So, yeah. anyway, and perseverance uh, is what ooh. God requires from His children. Yes. So, I feel like that's been a neat thing that I have been blessed with. It's taught me much, but I pray it's taught these children or these young people now. That's what God wants of his, of his children. You know, he's not this genie that just immediately answers you. Um, yeah. He wants a relationship with you, and he wants you to trust him and, that's, and that's right. walk with him. So That's so true. See, what do you think how this foundation of your investment in this, uh, as you move forward? I know you, you said you're wanting to pursue a career in voice acting, and I think that's pretty cool. How do you think something like this might, you know, impact your future? Uh, only time will tell. Um, yeah, sure. But I would definitely love to see it. Obviously, would like to see it in my lifetime and maybe one day take my family there to see it. But um, God's perfect timing and uh, we'll see what he does. Awesome. Callie, for you. Yes, this project has definitely taught me patience and perseverance. Um, and like you said, I think that 
you know, eventually when this memorial is built to be able to bring my future family there and show them everything that I worked on and helped fundraise for all these years is going to be really neat. That's so neat. So right now, managing Chick-fil-A? Yes. That's got to be challenging too, oh, right? it is. But I love every <laughs> yeah. second of it. Good food over there. Yes. Uh, I know another issue was COVID, how it impacted a lot of people. It changed plans, but it really impacted this program too, right? Oh, definitely. Kind of hard to have a banquet when you can't get people together (laughs) or have any kind of activity. Right. So it did slow things down a lot. Um, So Thursday night, January 26th is when you need to come, friend, for this special banquet. It's Never Forget Banquet on the 26th of January. What time? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. And you need to get your tickets. So get your tickets for $50 and give me the details about getting tickets. Okay. Probably the best way would be to go to logosfirst.org, L-O-G-O-S-F-I-R-S-T.org. And our homepage um, has the information about the banquet and has a little um, information area that you can fill out. And we'll get back to you, get the tickets to you. On the website, too, do you guys kind of update and give ongoing information? Is yes, there a sir. newsletter that goes out for the project? Not not really. Not but, a newsletter, but, but, but we but do the web- update the website. The website. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. You try to do annual events like this, too. We do try to, yes. So we're glad to be back. Yeah, this is great. Well, thank you so much. Friends, listen, please go to the website, logosfirst.org. Go to the website, logosfirst.org. You can sign up, get your tickets, request the tickets. They're only $50. Be praying for this event that God would bless and, again, help raise the the funds to complete this project, see it to completion. That would be wonderful. Zeke and Callie and others have worked very diligently over the years. You said nine years plus years, more years to be able to see this come together, friends. And so let's get out and support this great event. Again, all the proceeds benefit the Unknown Child Foundation, and you can learn more. Also, if, if somebody wanted to have you come speak to their group, could you do that? Absolutely. How would they connect with you? Right here. Okay. Logosfirst.org. More information on that homepage. So if they will go there and, and I'll get back to them. Okay. Denise Turner, Callie, Zeke, God bless you. Thank you so much for coming by again for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom mm-hmm. and the love of 1.5 million Jewish children that yes. were tragically killed because of the Holocaust and creating this memorial. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you for thank having you. us. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Exceptional coffee and a place to meet in town, experience the difference at The Hub. Inside Mission Church, just off I-240 Popper at Ridgeway, 6000 Briarcrest Avenue. Convenient parking, comfy seating, and exceptional service. 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, 8 to 7 Saturdays, closed Sunday. The Hub Coffee is the best.